Season 1, Episode 1. Welcome to the Show Me Comics Podcast. I'm Tim Pickerel. I'm Jordan Taylor. And we're figuring this out (laughs) as we go. This is our uh, inaugural podcast, and we're uh, kind of stumbling through it as we go along. So welcome welcome on our journey with us through whatever this is. All right, so we we told them our names, but we really didn't tell them who we are. So who's Tim Pickerel? Um, okay, I am and have been for quite some time the uh, web designer and developer for our creative endeavors, which we are currently calling Show Me Comics. I am also the social networking ambassador, I guess, if that's a term. And if I it's like not, that. I just made it. So All right. So the social networking ambassador. I like it. It almost sounds like uh, one of the intergalactic council members or something like that, but uh, in a good way. Yeah, hopefully one that's <laughs> actually effective. Yeah. <laughs> not the one that makes Anakin turn to the dark side. No, we don't. Uh, we don't want to talk about those movies at all in general. <laughs> so uh, moving on. Uh, and like I said, my name is Jordan Taylor and... Ever since I can remember with this creative endeavor, I've been writing material to either be performed, be drawn, be posted online, but really in the business of storytelling is where I boil down to. It's kind of something that has just stuck with me when it, through my youth that I couldn't escape. People just kind of always wanted to hear stories from me. And then I finally kind of woke up one day and said, maybe I should take this seriously. And that's when I started learning about writing and writing stories and hope to be here to convey what I've learned to you. So, uh, yeah, we're basically here to uh, kind of chronicle our path towards what we hope to be literary greatness. Yeah, so really on that note, because like Tim said, we're chronicling our path. Really, the meat and potatoes of this episode is going to be defining the show me comics podcast what is our goal here what are we attempting to do tim maybe you can take a stab at that and then uh we'll i'll rebuttal you'll rebuttal so what we already have established whatever i've said is going to be wrong but uh i think that's fair enough i meant cast in a different light cast in a different light um so basically one of the things that we've always noticed is we've been at this through different phases of our life for probably the past 10 years so one of the things that would, we always uh, were wondering was, what are other people doing? Um, what's their path? And there wasn't until recently as, you know, with the growth of the Internet, social networking, that kind of thing, there hasn't been a set path. And the people that are successful now are already, you know, the upper echelon of comic book creation. So I guess what basically we've to start, we've decided to start to do is – we're coming in at the ground level, maybe a little ahead of the ground level since we've kind of taken stabs at this before. Um, basically, chronicle our path, give what advice we're, we've learned as we're learning it, and hopefully be an inspiration and a guide to any other aspiring comic book creators out there. Oh, well, that's absolutely right. I, I like how you described it as a path because it is a, you know, a step-by-step process. And unfortunately, I think a lot of the programs out there that analyze how to do this business, well, they're already toward the end of their path. So whenever they are talking about the early steps, they're always referring to it as a past event. Uh, What we want to do is bring that a little bit closer to home. And the first thing to, to talk about is where are we on the path at Show Me Comics? Well, 
Where we're at is we are publishing our first graphic novel. By the time this podcast airs, the graphic novel will be either available or uh, close to being available for purchase. We already have several issues done if we were to break it up into multi-issues. So we're at the point where we have a finished product. I know that a lot of people struggle with that. You know, They'll start out and they have lots of great ideas but not the finished product. So at least we're there. We have a product. We're ready to move forward and start showcasing our work and to work on our next project. So that's where we are. And just like uh, Tim mentioned, an analogy I can kind of draw is I spent a lot of time in the Navy. And in the Navy, uh, you kind of learn to do a job from a mentor. And then as you come up in the ranks, you want to teach that same skill set to the younger people so that you can eventually move out and they will be doing your job. It's a very, you know, train yourself out of the job is kind of the term that we used. And the reason for that, they always wanted the younger people who had just got done going to sea and doing missions and things like that. They always wanted the younger generation to teach the people that were right behind them. And the reason for that is because they're peers. And a lot of times you learn a lot better from your peers than somebody who's once, twice, three times removed just by the virtue that they've been doing this so long. Kind of like you mentioned those upper echelon professionals. Maybe you can give some examples of some of those people. Um, Just a few off the top of my head. uh, My favorite comic book writers would probably be uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. uh, I mean, Joss Whedon, even though he's probably more well-known for his you know, Fireflies, TV shows, Avengers, big blockbuster oh. movies, but he also wrote a lot of comics. So Joss Whedon's the man is what Joss I just Whedon, heard out of that. Joss Whedon <laughs> is all over everything right now. Yeah, he he's pretty much – didn't he also do a – was it Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? I think he did, yeah. Yeah, that, that's phenomenal. And uh, one of my favorite heroes when it comes to comic book uh, – Writers, and we're we're probably going to focus on writers a lot because our artist uh, is absent from this series of podcasts, but he will be joining us in episodes soon to come. Should we say where he is right now? Go ahead, say where he is because that's one of our old creative endeavors. So our um, our artist for our graphic novels named Sam Richardson, and he is not available because he is currently playing the role of Adam Raw at St. Louis Anarchy uh, Professional Wrestling out in Illinois right now. And yes, when we say professional wrestling, we mean spandex jumping off the top rope bleeding getting hit and, with a chair <laughs> and he better be getting hit with a chair selling beer and hot dogs all the while so yes he they do that at the venue the wrestlers do not sell the beer and hot dogs <laughs> as far as i know may that might be a good idea we want to recommend to them probably though. should uh well like i was saying uh, we're, we're talking about a lot of writer heroes and one of mine's robert kirkman um he did walking a, dead he did a little project called the walking dead you that might you have heard of may it. not have heard of uh, yeah, but he's great. But the point is, all these people, they're very far down the path. So like we said, they have to talk about those first steps in retrospect. I mean, can you think of a an analogy, Tim, if you were trying to learn a skill, uh, whether a place where you would want to hear from somebody who's just a little bit closer to you than far away? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I guess... As a web developer and like programmer in general, I would uh, I definitely would prefer to learn from somebody ahead of me, but not so far ahead of me, because I know, speaking for myself, uh, I've had experiences learning with people who have been doing it for twenty years, thirty years, and it's so 
commonplace for them now. It's hard for them to teach just because they've been doing it for so long and they don't really get why you don't get it. Yeah, that, I mean, when I did training for uh, the military, and what we referred to that as was level of abstraction. So the farther you get along in a skill, there are different levels that you have to continually refer down to to make analogies to reach that younger person. So the web developer of 30 years is going to say, well, this was kind of like back in and reference some early 90s technology that you might not have ever heard about, right? Yeah. Well, especially if it's a web developer of 30 years because then you're talking about Al Gore. Yeah, oh, man, I am really thankful because if he didn't invent the Internet, we would not be talking to you right now. That is very true. <laughs> uh, but on a, on a serious note, yeah, that's a huge barrier when it comes to talking about people. I mean, uh, you think about in comics, someone's going to say, and then I run this idea by my editor. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Most of the aspiring writers and artists and uh, web designers out there, they don't have an editor that they can go and ask questions to. So what we're trying to say is when we come to a problem, what we want to do is record that problem, tell you how we figured it out or how we got it wrong, and then we're just going to put that right out there on the air so that you don't have to make the same mistakes we did or that so you don't have to spend the same time that we did to find the right answer. So it's either going to save you time one way or the other by not making the mistake or by cutting down your research. And that's really what we're about, I guess, in a nutshell. We're very noble people, if you think about it. That's right. And so you should tell all your friends about us, especially your aspiring comic book friends. Um, But it's probably time for us to stop for a commercial break. Okay. And because we are aspiring, we're not uh, brought to you by anyone. Instead, we're bringing you someone, which is awesome, altruistic, right, for free. Nobody's kicking us any money. We're bringing you something. And because we're trying to bring you this product digitally and via the Internet, I think the best showcase of this would be a commercial from Tim about HostGator.com. So, yeah, I've been using HostGator for several years now. Just about every website I've made, I've worked on uh, websites for our pro wrestling endeavors, previous comic book uh, endeavors. I'm choking on this already. That's okay. Um, And uh, currently the uh, Show Me Comics website, which is in development, but hopefully by the time this airs, it'll be up because it needs to be up so you can actually download this episode. Here, here. But I've been using HostGator for a long time, very inexpensive. Uh, very inexpensive, and the uh, the customer service is top notch. So I definitely recommend them. And how do they stack up to their competition? Price wise, they're a little lower than some places. Um, customer service wise, they are probably the best I've ever had to work with. They're very responsive. Uh, they're very helpful. They don't give you a, like a form message. Oh, we've received it. We'll get back to you eventually. When somebody gets back to you, it's somebody who knows the problem. He's working on it and he's sending you and he will respond to you with a solution on your end if you can do it or they'll work on their end to figure out your problem. So they've been uh, very helpful. I haven't, thankfully, I haven't had to contact them too much because their stuff works well and because I know what I'm doing after doing this for a long time. But definitely hostgear.com. Uh, if you sign up for one of their hosting packages, I think you, I'm pretty sure you get a free domain registration with it. 
Well, that's very helpful advice, and that's the kind of thing that we want to bring to you via the Show Show Me Comics podcast because this is something we've actually done. Uh, We paid our money, and we didn't get burned, so we want to share that with you, and hopefully that saves you some time. And they literally are not paying us to say this right now. I wish that they were, but they're not. If you want to give me free hosting so I can save myself $10 a month, I'm fine with that. (laughs) So let's shift gears here a little bit. We've set forth some very lofty goals saying how great we're going to be and so on and so forth. I want to move into the how we're going to do this. And I guess what I'm trying to do is put myself out there by saying we will rip our own works to shreds. Um, I can definitely say that that's true. We are definitely every, there's the old saying that you're your own harshest critic. Um, we are not only our own harshest critics, we are each other's harshest critics. (laughs) So we will not hesitate to tell each other that their ideas are garbage. Absolutely. I mean, if we, like I said, half the battle is not making the same mistakes over and over again. And when you listen to someone who's been in the business for 20 years, they're not going to remember a lot of those rookie mistakes. They might remember some, but it's not like you're hearing them in real time like you are with us. So, I mean, in September, we're going to our first major, like, we bought a table in Artist Alley at a comic book convention. So when we go, you better believe that when we come back, you're going to hear a podcast about all the stupid stuff we did. If we don't actually record one while we're at the table commenting on the people that are visiting our table. Oh, I guarantee you that that's going to be part of it um, because that's part of the real-time experience we want to give you here at Show Me Comics. So, Tim, other than going and telling you about mistakes at comic conventions, what else can we tell mistakes about? Um, Well, this actually won't be the first comic book convention we've been to. With a product. That's true. Go ahead and uh, tell a little bit about that story. So I wasn't actually there for it. It was uh, Jordan and our artist Sam who uh, went down to Wizard World of Chicago with the first incarnation of the graphic novel that we're currently working on. How long ago was that? Man, I want to say that was probably almost a decade ago. Almost a decade ago. And since then, we've definitely polished the story, our artwork, and all that but uh we uh we wanted to go up to the to wizard it was wizard world wasn't it wizard world in chicago is one we went to we also went to kansas city and i can't remember what the name of that con was because it's been almost a decade ago um <laughs> uh, so the one thing that strikes that sticks out in my memory the most is before actually going to the conventions shutting down a copy max copy max I, I believe it was Copy Max. To have them print out however many issues, how many, like a it, ton it of issues. It actually wasn't a ton in retrospect. Uh, we thought it was a lot, but that's because we didn't have a lot of money and we spent almost, almost all of all our of money. It. So we thought it was and, a lot and because we, still we spent shut all them, of our money. And they still basically shut down everything except for our project for like a day. Yeah, they, uh, they. we definitely had two dedicated employees to do it. But let's... Go to the lessons learned. I mean, what lessons did we learn from that? Uh, I know personally the first lesson I learned was we thought we were awesome. We thought we were what um, I want to say cock of the walk, but I hate that that term. Well, you already threw it out and there. I already so. threw it out there, and I can't really take it back. But um, we we were the bee's knees, cat's pajamas, every other thing. We thought we were going to go in there, wow them with our work. 
We thought we were Darth Maul in episode one when we were actually <laughs> Jar Jar Binks in episode one. Well, I think I, – I don't know. Darth Maul might be a good analogy because he looked cool, but then he was really disappointing because he gets cut in half and he only lasts one movie. Uh, I guess you could uh, kind of put put it that way. We definitely got cut after, in half at the end of that After con. we said at the beginning of this episode that we aren't even going to bring up these movies. <laughs> Oh, they don't exist. <laughs> but to bring it back to something practical that you can use, yeah, we, basically what we did is we printed out a few uh, black and white copies with a color cover of this book, and it was oversized. It was not your conventional comic book size. And on the very last page, we put something along the lines of, this is who we are, contact us at, and we put a personal email address. Yeah. We put a personal email address in there. I don't think we even had the website up and running at that point. Or if we did, we didn't print it. Uh, the website. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the website was done yet. No, I, I agree. I don't think it was. So we were just trying to hit that Comic-Con goal. And so really I think the answer here is because we didn't get any feedback via that personal email address. And we also, I guess, two lessons. We didn't know who or how the process was of trying to learn about comics. Cause this was our first thing. And we thought, Hey, we're just going to waltz up to these, you know, editors or artists or something. We're going to give them this book and they're going to think it's so awesome that it's going to be that movie moment where they just stand up and say, come here, kid, you know, you're hired. <laughs> you're, I, I can't believe we never found you before. The you know, Hollywood, like the, the, the comic book equivalent of the social network was going to be made about us. Exactly. You know, and that, I would love to be played by Justin Timberlake. Not to say that that couldn't ever happen, but if you view that as your avenue to get into the business as opposed to hard work, you will have more success via hard work, hands down, you know, percentage-wise across the board. Absolutely. So that was the first lesson learned is, you know, we didn't view that first book as our first failure in a good way because just the fact that we got it done – and we had something to learn from, we should have viewed that as a positive, but no, we thought this was our big break. Um, the second lesson that we learned was don't rush into a con and don't rush into putting a capstone on your project. Right. And uh, Tim, have you ever had any experience with that in the web realm? You oh, know? don't rush things. Right. I have that every day and every day something's rushed. And if, the I mean, and I mean that's typical of any uh, programming job, web development job, print job, artist job. Everybody wants their stuff immediately so they can start making money off of it. But if the time was taken up front to invest, plan accordingly, then it would get done a lot smoother. Even if you might not get it exactly when you're wanting, you're going to get a very solid product at the end of it that you'll be a lot more happy with. Right, and don't get us wrong; we're not trying to say. Don't have respect for deadlines. I mean, there sure. is a huge plus to just being able to hit a deadline. That's a skill in and of itself. Uh, but what we're saying is don't, especially if you're trying to showcase yourself as a new creator, don't rush into things. Definitely set realistic goals. Because at this point, right, realistic goal, you're the goal setter. So make it something that you can do. And we don't want you to forever put off getting something done either, but uh, we rushed into it because we were driven by a con date. Well, guess what? If we hadn't gone to that Wizard World in Chicago, we probably could have hit one in 
Philadelphia or something like that, which is not very far away. We could have driven the same distance, which we're giving ourselves away geographically now. But uh, <laughs> well, we we are in Springfield in some state. Anyway, not knowing where we are doesn't matter. What we want is the fact that there's always going to be another con. Absolutely. So don't rush things just because of a con. That's a lesson we can give that we've already been through. And hopefully that's something close to you. I mean, the other thing with the rushing into the con, I mean, we rushed into it because it was Wizard World. I mean, we didn't even have smaller cons on the radar. Exactly. And that was a huge mistake. Um, But that we might want to back burner that topic and talk about big cons versus small cons in another podcast. We can do that. Because I'm kind of getting the eye from like the diabolical red laser eye from Protocon saying that it's time that we wrap this up. So, Tim, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with our final piece of advice on this subject of who we are and defining the Show Me Comics podcast. Defining the Show Me Me Comics podcast. Um, We are still relatively young, independent comic book creators beholden to no one but ourselves and our own scrutiny. And we are definitely driven to create a very good, very enjoyable narrative product to share with everybody. And we want to help other people reach that goal as well. And uh, just another final thought on that. In that vein, we need your questions. Yeah. um, So we have a uh, Twitter account for Show Me Comics. It's actually at Show Me Comics on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, hit us up with your questions, comments, and – We'll read some on the air, try to address any issues you have. And that's comics with a CS because we know how to spell.